Hi everyone. Welcome to What Are You Doing in Q2? Um, I don't have the rights to any music, so that's my tune for now. Join me as I share conversations with random people from different walks of life to see what they're up to in Q2. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jamie, and I hope I move out of my parents' home in 2021. Well, right there with you because I live in one of my parents' multiple homes because I'm very fortunate that they have many roofs to offer. You know, I was actually going to ask because the yellow paint, I don't don't know why, but it just feels like Florida home. Yes. I am actually not in a Florida home. I'm in uh, Brigantine, New Jersey, but... You know, my family is very Florida slash beach house inspired. Florida vibes. Florida vibes. I was just in Florida, though. Yeah. What What have you been up to? I'm like, I'm flipping the script. What? Oh, shit. Um, I'm starting a podcast, obviously. <laughs> um, some people do or don't know that I am taking real estate classes. Um, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't been promoting it, but I guess now everyone will kind of know if they're listening. But it's like 10 weeks long. It's pretty extensive. And I don't know. I just kind of was like, it was one of those quarantine things where I was like, you know what? I think I'd be really good at it. Maybe I'd want to do it. I don't know if I want to do it, but like, fuck it. What else am I doing other than starting a podcast? I cannot <laughs> think of a person more better suited for real estate. Oh, thank well, yeah. you. And so I feel like because we went to school in Miami that people after college, like boys that didn't deserve success, like got in real estate and then started Are millionaires. And I'm like, why selling am I million, selling million dollar homes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. yeah, I was just inspired by all the Instagram, all my Instagram feeds of rich ass fuck boys who are making a lot of money off of these, you know, Miami condominiums. I'm like, I could do that. Yeah. Then I watched Selling Sunset and I'm totally, <laughs> but I'm not kidding. You're like, that's the life that I need. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm like, I'm going to buy myself an Armay's belt and I'm going to make money off of people. <laughs> I watched one episode of Selling Sunset. I cannot get into reality TV. That's something it's that, hard. like, I feel like it all on all accounts is something that I should be interested in because I love petty drama. Like I truly, I, I feel like I come off as a very chill, go with the flow person. Like I live for the drama. Like I love office drama. I love, like, I just want to be in the know, but you want to physically be there. You're like, well, enough of this bullshit. I'm not (laughs) I'm not in this. I want to be in it. It's hard because especially when you start a new like quote unquote reality TV show, got to get established. And like, so if you don't know these people, you're kind of like, well, I don't care. And then it's it's not until someone flips a table in fucking Real Houses of New Jersey that you're like, oh, this is why people watch reality TV. Well, so Leslie, my sister is huge into reality TV. And when I first moved to New York, I leaned on, I mean, I still lean on her a lot. You get it because you- We all lean on our older sisters. (laughs) A big sis that you are obsessed with. And I would go over to Leslie's apartment and she lived in Fidei at the time. And I would, I lived in Bed-Stuy. So I would take the A train over and go- 
at her house and she would make me watch The Bachelor and uh, 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 uh. The Bachelor. <laughs> and at first I was so averse to it. Like I would put on my headphones and just like lay on the couch and be so annoying about it and dramatic as I am. But then like after a couple episodes, I would be screaming at the TV. So- Gotta like give it a chance, I think. Because mm-hmm. I was always anti-Bachelor. Like, I was like, why the fuck would people watch this? It's fake. It's phony. Who cares about love? It's not even real love. And then, actually, how I got into it was when I graduated from college and lived at home with my parents for some time. Um, so this is the second time I'm technically living under my parents' roof as an adult. But um, my mom and I would, like, go to watch TV, and she talks through everything, I was like, oh, I can watch The Bachelorette with her. I don't give a shit if she talks through this because I don't give a shit about this show. And the next thing I know, I'm hooked. And now I watch it. And it's, yeah, it's been like four years. And I think I've only missed like one, one season, one, no, two seasons because I hated that Ari guy. I missed two seasons since then. No, so I, I watched it pretty regularly when our, our girl was on it. Oh yes, Nicole. Which I always loved Nicole. So I was like, yeah, hell yeah, girl, let's go. I screamed when I saw her on the promo. Like I didn't even know she was going to be on it because it was early. Like I saw the promo way ahead of time. So for everyone listening, Actually, I should properly introduce Jamie. So Jamie and I went to school together, which we've mentioned. We went to University of Miami. That's why, you know, fuckboys and Miami and money have been coming up. Um, And you would be hard-pressed to believe this, but we were in a sorority together. Um, Yes, that's right. We were unicorns. We're both holding up little finger horns over our head. Um, But someone in our sorority was on The Bachelorette, uh, naturally, as someone from Miami who was in a sorority goes on in life to do but she's super sweet she's really awesome and yeah I loved Nicole so when she was gonna be on it I was like what the fuck and I feel like I I feel like I either texted her or like something such a smart cool hot and like stylish person I mean she had sensibilities of like I mean she still does she's like a media person for sure but she is hot enough to be on that oh yeah could you imagine? Like, I couldn't pack balls. Well, I also just can't oh, wear makeup that many days in a row. I can't mm-hmm. do it. I just, no. so like I would, I just would lose it. And even just doing my hair, like I can't do my hair. I mean, I guess I did in college, but to class, I never wore, like I wasn't wearing makeup daily. It was oh. like, I'd go out. Lisa, and I literally it. broke my brush in half before this, this call right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, not even kidding. Great. I wish I had it as a prop right now to show you, but it literally snapped. It was just like a wet brush, you know, those brushes that are yeah, like a nice normal easy brush. to brush your hair. And I went through my hair, and it literally snapped straight in half. <laughs> hey, Could at not. At least you're brushing. Okay, that's <laughs> that's huge. I just like put my fingers through my hair in the shower, and then all my hair falls out. And then I'm like, I need to buy something from Instagram that's being bamboozled to me every single day to grow my hair. And I did oh, no. that this week. I bought those that. Ads, I have to ask you like those ads, honestly, I, sometimes I'm mad at the computer for knowing my every thought and ambition, but other times I'm like, wow, that's a perfect ad that I, for me, a product that I would want to buy. Have you bought anything? Oh, 
I've bought a fucking lint roller that's like metal that came straight from China in the very start of coronavirus, like quarantine. And I was like, fuck it. I'll probably never see this item. And then it came and honestly, and I see it on TikTok sometimes. I'm like, it doesn't work. So that was a flop. I could do a whole segment of like the things that worked and the things that didn't on Instagram. I bought a, a Halloween sweatshirt, a crew neck sweatshirt that has... <laughs> pumpkins as boobs and then skeleton hands holding it that was a great purchase oh it um, came it's a good one yeah and then actually <laughs> i i want to buy this like burst water flosser because i love dental hygiene actually like all hygiene so i've mm-hmm. i've gotten a, quite a, a few things on instagram sadly but honestly i have yeah no i feel like so the thing is though because you work in advertising and yes I, and i'm still working in advertising which i didn't mention but i am still yeah, technically so a copywriter you, you work in advertising you're copywriter and extraordinaire like you mm. know you know i just feel like we know that like we ads are meant to serve a purpose we're hoping that when you're writing an ad that it right it meets the right person so it better meet the right person yeah no, the yeah, algorithms it, with social media, it's like, yeah, I'm happy this ad is finding me. Like, of course I want this bathing suit that's made out of recycled plastic yep. bottles. Like, I'm not going to the beach anytime soon because I live in Rhode Island and it's winter. But yeah, sure, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'll be prepared for the summer and <laughs> I'll be happy knowing at least maybe some fishies were saved on the way or it's more sustainable, if you will. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, no. Oh yeah. Bathing suits. Are you kidding me? That might be the number one thing I like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I, I don't mind that ad, you know? No, it's, it, it actually just makes me more sad lately because I don't vacation often. I feel like after college, I didn't, I don't take a lot of vacations because I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As we all, anyone who's living in New York city or was living in New York city, we are all broke. Yes. So, but every year in the spring, I would make a trip to LA to see our darling Maddie Dollywall. Maddie Dollywall, yes. Another great person from our sorority. (laughs) A lot of sorority people, if you can't tell, but yes, she is the best. Yeah. So, yeah, like not doing the shit we want to do. We're not wearing the bathing suits we got from shamelessly from Instagram. I know. Yeah. It's just sad. And I was, I was planning to go to maybe Miami soon. Cause I haven't been back in a while. I don't know. I feel like after I graduated, I was like, I just need space. <laughs> space. No, totally. I know. Hopefully we'll be able to travel soon. I'm very optimistic if I'm sure, you know, but I'm like, yeah, like it's all going to work out. Nothing is permanent. Life really sucks right now, but like eventually we'll all look back and we'll laugh and be like, holy fuck. Do you remember when we lived through a pandemic? Yeah, and had so, to move back home with our fucking parents who we love dearly. Yeah, and I so I have that same positive mindset. I'm I'm uh, honestly such a pessimist anyways, but I've trying <laughs> to keep positive cuz I'm also an introvert. So I I'm, think you're secretly optimistic though. Not secretly, but I feel like underneath I have an eyebrow <laughs> ring and like I could be I have my headphones on while my sister watches The Bachelor. You are still very like a positive person. Yes. I I mean, I try, but I feel like before quarantine happened, I had gone through a breakup in maybe like the October before. So quarantine honestly was a chance for me to just 
really focus on myself, which sounds so fucking corny. Corny, yeah. All I was doing. You're was a fucking that. loser. No, I'm kidding. It's but it's it, exactly what I want to hear. It's true. But it was exactly <laughs> like I was doing exactly what I wanted and not forcing myself to like go out or or get drunk with people like just because I felt like for the sake of like I'm 20 something and that's what I'm supposed to do right now exactly like I was reading the books that I wanted I was listening to the music that I wanted I was Mm -hmm. crying in the middle of the day and everyone exactly like I didn't feel (laughs) like I was being a bummer because everyone else was kind of everyone was being a bummer yeah now that we're not all doing the same bullshit right like yeah, we're still crying, but we're not all <laughs> crying constantly. And like, we're still reading books, but like, well, actually, no, I think now maybe we're reading a little bit more. I feel like it originally it was a lot of, a lot of Netflix and TikTok binges, but what have you been up to as of late? As of late. So like I mentioned at the top of the show, I um, have been living with my parents and I moved back in October. My lease was up in Brooklyn in October, so I moved back home and been working and hanging out with my parents. Um, hey, we'll never get to do this again. Never. Like spending so, so much time with them, you know, it sounds silly, but... It's kind of great, though. It's like, it's the silver lining. Like, when we were younger, our parents used to get on our ass about stuff, but I feel like I'm at a phase with my parents where everything is... It, we're pretty cool. Like, we kind mm-hmm. of respect each other as people it's not really parent child relationship where we hang out so like yeah like now you're friends you know yeah and recent like we've been watching a lot of tv together me and my dad actually just finished breaking bad <gasps> oh yes i saw you are okay so on jamie's story she was ruined <laughs> it was ruined. She was a wreck. <laughs> so I've I actually never, never watched Breaking Bad. It's like I never watch TV I, on time. I never, yeah. I never do. Like at the height of things, I never. Yeah. I guess I watched Game of Thrones. But like, who didn't watch Game of Thrones? You know, mm-hmm. like if you weren't watching Game of, like even people who aren't fantasy people were watching Game of Thrones. You know. Yeah. So Breaking Bad, I just couldn't get over the writing of that show like the characters had full arcs I mean you're a writing nerd like yeah, I'm, yeah. So, like to see a show that you're it's kind of a slow burn to where like mm-hmm. the characters you don't really understand that I won't I won't ruin anything yes. you have these, the millions of fans that are listening <laughs> my millions of fans who also <laughs> have not watched things on time will be yeah. very upset if you were it's one of those shows though where it's like I feel like lost hype, 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 hype. The ending was like, what the fuck? Whereas everything I hear about Breaking Bad is like, you get to, you just get to a point where like the characters can go nowhere, but a certain point. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes try to reach a little bit or they try to anticipate what the the audience wants. But this felt very true to the characters and what, would actually happen and I just I loved it I thought it was so good okay That's so Breaking awesome. Bad with Dad Breaking Bad with Dad has a nice <laughs> ring to it so I also know so you're helping your mom like teach dance sometimes what's that like though is it with masks is it is it yeah. virtual I'm assuming it's not virtual no it's not virtual they're they've been going in class there's lots of restrictions and rules and I have to give props to anyone who works in like 
fitness or even teaching. Uh, I oh. mean, teachers deserve all the credit in the world. Yeah. But like my, a lot of people go like send their kids to dance, not because the kid has passion for dance, but because like it's a community for their kid who maybe doesn't have a place. I, it's just really difficult um, to operate in times where like things are virtual or um, socially distanced or just awkward. Yeah. Awkward to be in close vicinity and like, you know, cause dance, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'm sure many of my listeners, listeners know because I have a lot of dancers in my life, but if you don't know, it is like a very like contact close encounters, like breathing, whatever. Yeah. Like, like whatever it's a lot of breathing Mm -hmm. and sweat particles and like being close to one another like you can't not yeah so that it's just been really challenging so it's very commendable like everyone who's kind of working within the restrictions and oh yeah you know everything that's going on and I have been going in like every once in a while to work with this group of girls who it's like a competition piece, which oh, I wait, yeah, like how are competitions working? Like that's what I want to know. Yeah, that's another crazy thing. Like there's this whole. I mean, obviously, so many things got fucked up, up because of fucking COVID. But events, especially like oh yeah, dance conventions and competitions and whatever. So basically, Marisa, you'll love this because you're you work competition dance oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah which is such a spectacle right like really quick (laughs) let's just sidebar you know like sports are happening but it's like whatever you're outside or whatever maybe like I feel like all these sports I'm not trying to talk down on sports but I feel like they get all the whatever you know we're glory yeah and it's like well hello like dancing whether it's dancing theater you know like all these like more like art things but still like a lot of effort goes into it a lot of people involved it really is it's an event it's a special mm-hmm. event you know it's not just yeah, like you a, go to an auditorium or like a yeah. theater basically and so what's been happening now um my my mom and my sister they're the ones who run the dance studio and they just actually had a competition this past weekend and what happened was the dance teachers can be there but then each kid yeah one parent one supporter yeah and then one fan (laughs) like each studio has an allotted amount of time and they just do all their dances in a row anyone that's right I did or has done this before awful knows that you normally like you have like number nine and then you're number 375 like you you, there's never have a lot of space in between so again so people don't realize like you perform like a, I don't know, two and a half to four and a half minute piece. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a lot of work. Like people don't realize it, but dance is a lot of cardio, a lot of strength, flexibility. It's everything, but we can get on to dance. Like we could do a whole podcast about it. Yeah. Hair change, makeup change, like all that to do in one, you only have a lot of time for all of your numbers coming from mm-hmm. your studio is pretty much insanity. Yeah. I feel like it's better for the the parents and like the teachers. Yeah. The p- parents are great. The, yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, we got an hour. Let's watch all these dances. Get the hell out I only want to see my kids anyway. You know, it's like basically, <laughs> yeah. it's like a crash recital. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they just said that, and um, there's another one coming up. Like this is competition season, and they're they're trying to make it work, which is 
very commendable, but it's just, I get nervous because, so like, I'm just, I get to be like the cool aunt, like, you you were definitely the cool aunt when it's time to like do fun jazz routines. But my, my mom and my sister have been in the trenches like all the time. And I, I do, I just get so nervous for them because yeah well yeah and then like getting sick or whatever all it's just a lot so Mm -hmm. bless them send them my love because I can't even I already you know doing a sport or having dance gymnastics whatever maybe is very stressful especially as a child and Mm -hmm. then now to do it with everything else going on and then also to be the parents involved or the teach I mean especially the teachers but yeah It's a lot. <laughs> so have you, I mean, I'm going to super change topics, but have you, I'm assuming you've been reading a lot because Jamie works for a publisher and she even has her own Instagram uh, handle, book picks, uh, book spelled with two zeros, right? That's correct. And actually, I feel like a lot of my reads now, like I feel like I kind of am influenced by you and I love it. It's like my own personal book fluencer. I'm like, are they, I'm assuming you've been reading a lot. Well, so here's the thing. I like, I don't read ever. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, but I have to say like, it's been a really challenging year mentally. And I think like before any of this had gone on, if you told me I'd have a whole year or so to work from home, I'd be like, I'm going to read all the books. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just don't feel like reading. Like, you know, like totally something that you've watched a thousand times because you kind of just want to dissociate and (laughs) dissolve yeah but I have been reading I always am reading something and I so this is another thing like I love to read I like to watch tv so I'm like I don't know how people have time for everything like I don't get it currently I'm reading Dune um is the book that they're making into a movie with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Oh, I think it's oh, coming and Zendaya. Out. Okay, so like all the hot people right now. They're yeah. so hot right now, but they are so hot right now. It's kind of like if I had to, it's a, it's sci fi. It's Ooh. in okay, a dystopian fu- future. Well, yeah, it's called we live in a dystopian future, so it's very relevant. <laughs> right. So, but okay, so this is gonna, this is what killed me about this. So I'm still working through it. There's like a lot of world building in the beginning. They use a lot of mm. t- kind of like Star Wars, like if you were to just, or even Game of Thrones, where you're like kind of just trying to figure out who's who. And what's going on? The main character, Marisa, his name is Paul. <laughs> I don't know why I think that is so funny, but like Paul, Paul, like it couldn't be like I don't know, like Anakin, like, like yeah, Anakin like, Skywalker is the yeah, main, like something, you know, like, like kind of like you wouldn't like Brio or I don't know, like a made up name, and it's like Paul, Paul. Well, even like and I his mother's like, name is Jessica, and I'm like, what is this? Is this uh, like yeah, like like at least in um what's it called uh da, da, Katniss Everdeen Hunger Games mm-hmm. right okay yeah. her name is Katniss right mm-hmm. and then we have someone who almost has a real name but it's like Pita you know like <laughs> do something with it yeah make it no. I don't know Wall instead of Paul like yeah yeah they expended all of their uh, creative energy on the whole building the worlds and they're like I don't fucking know his name is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's I'm I just cannot get over Paul. It's just Paul. 
It's just Paul. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, they, they couldn't think of anything more creative. That That's where their limit was. Paul. Paul. But, well, speaking of, you know, because I actually feel you. I feel like I love reading. I read all the time. But I've noticed, especially lately, I've been a little too drained. So I'm like, I need to just watch the, you know, like whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But so recently, this was a little bit earlier quarantine times, but Jamie had revisited all of the Twilight movies and anyone who follows her was on quite the journey with her on her story. But if you care to delve into that, we totally can. Um, so, okay, Marisa, you know me as a person and I feel like I... You don't, don't scream Twilight? I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't really show, I don't, I'm not easily, like I don't easily show my entire self to people. I'm very grounded. Right. So during quarantine, me and Evelyn, my my roommate at the time, we were like, we need to just watch something stupid. And we mm-hmm. Twilight and I started posting about it. The responses I got we're just out of this world. Like people were so invested and I don't know if it was just like a perfect, beautiful moment of everyone's on their phones, staring yeah. at their phones and automatic, like somehow thinking I was funny. Like I, I but <laughs> you're subtle, you're subtle, you know? So when it, it hits, just, it really hits. Honestly, I built a community of Twilight. <laughs> I, like, There's like a Twilight support group out there. <laughs> well, because I'm not even necessarily a fan. Like I, I mean, I am. I feel like I'm more of a critic. I'm definitely invested. I I read the books when I was a kid. I, like, waited for them well, to Right. Here's the thing. Whether, you know, because let's be real. We all fucking hate it now. We're all like, it's like Twilight. <laughs> but anyone who was born in, like, I don't know, between, I would say, 92 to 95, we'll say. Right? So, like, our age group. Like, mm-hmm you know, we're mid to late twenties now. We yeah. all fucking read Twilight. We all, I don't know, whatever it was, it was like ninth or 10th grade, eighth, ninth, 10th grade. We're like, whoa, there's this vampire book out there. It's like, this guy is so high. He sparkles. And we just like, we're all into it because we're like discovering, you know, parts of ourselves. Vampires are hot inherently. And so you get sucked into it. And then you look well, back. Were you, like, what, were you was team Jacob or team Edward? So we talked about this. Books. I know. I want the people. I, was, I want it on yeah, record. You want everybody to know. Book-wise, especially, I was I was team motherfucking Edward. But I also kind of, I liked the, like, tension of, like, ooh, there's someone else that she likes. But in my head, Jacob was so young and immature, like, in the book. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ugh, but Edward, duh. But then as the movie started to come out, you know, and I still somewhat cared and cared about them, I was like, I don't know. Like, this Jacob guy is really hot and he's warm. Like, I was just like, ooh. and He's warm? He's warm. <laughs> he's tan, you know. Like, he turns into a wolf. What more could you want, you know? Yeah. No, I have always You're been team Jacob. Jacob, ride yeah. or die. And because, so, I don't know. I I was always a weird kid, but like when I read those books, the first thing that really stuck out to me is that Edward is like not 200 years old, 100 years old. He's and like Bella is seven. 
Bella is like 17. I was like, that's weird as hell. I can't get on board with that. <laughs> Meanwhile, my, you know, I, ooh, older men. <laughs> you're like, Jacob's too immature. Yeah, Jacob's exactly right two age. years behind her. And I'm like, Edward is uh, 140 years ahead of her. Uh-huh. So I read, I watched those movies when I was still living in Brooklyn. But when I came home and I found my old Twilight book. So I was like, what the hell? Nothing else going on. Let me read Twilight. This book was like... It's garbage. It was worn. Oh, worn? It was <laughs> like, I had read it. Like, I had, like, lived and died in those pages. Like, it was t- tattered. And I was just... I thought it was hysterical because I'm like, my horny-ass, like, teenage <laughs> <self>. <laughs> reading this book constantly reading twilight i mean it was definitely like the og 50 shades i feel like that's also why our age group because then we were slightly older when 50 shades came out and now it's like oh we're actually really having sex now so yeah i never i never read 50 shades i never watched awful i think i think twilight twilight scarred me but i think honestly and you're a writer so maybe you should reread twilight it made me think if this bitch can get away and make however many like millions of dollars that she made off this franchise, I can do it too. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I remember rereading it. I want to say like, I don't know when I read it. Let's say I read them all ninth grade for lack of a better, you know, whatever. And I mm-hmm. feel like one of them was coming out, one of the movies maybe. So I feel like, you know, naturally, oh, I should reread all of them. And I want to say I was around like a junior in high school. And I remember going back rereading and being livid because I was like, this is awful writing. There's zero character development. Like I would even argue maybe the grammar kind of sucks. Like there's just like random words thrown in there. Like, Ooh, that's a jazzy way. Let me throw it in there. And it's like, no, that doesn't even fit with the flow of the whole construct of the paragraph. Like, no. And so (laughs) then to then go on top of that, why I really hated 50 shades of gray was two reasons. One, the writing and the character develop development wasn't even there. There was like no really dialogue. I felt like it was just kind of like blah, 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 blah. And he's slapping me and tying me up. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I was like, what? There's no story here. And then I made the mistake of, and this is going to sound really mean. So please everyone forgive me for what I'm about to say, but I made the mistake of Googling who the author was like midway reading 50 shades of gray. And she was like, I don't know, like a middle-aged, like mediocre looking person. And I was like, ew, now I'm uncomfortable because I'm reading her fantasies (laughs) and now I know who wrote it and I'm done. And I shut the book and I never finished. (laughs) Yeah. I, some things just need to be laid to rest. It Mm -hmm. is interesting. Like, I read all across the spectrum as I watch movies across the spectrum, TV across the spectrum. I listen to all types of music, but some things you just like, they get these like multi-million dollar franchises and you're like, how? 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 Why am I not writing mediocre smut? Yeah. (laughs) Have you tried writing at all throughout this? I've been not actually not during quarantine, but you know, naturally as a, because I literally write for a job, I feel like I kind of have like a mixed, you know, experience where 
part of me is like, oh my God, I just want to write something for me and write something fun. And then I go to write. And I feel like this was more like when I was younger. So I feel like if I did it now, I'd probably flow. But like, you know, a few years ago, I'd go to write and I'd be like, I don't even know what to write about. Ah, and like shut the laptop or like shut the book I'm writing in. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not good at what I do. What am I thinking? You know? And then, but I have written like a few, well, I've written a million scripts naturally because that's my job. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have written like, by a few, I mean like two and a half, like short film. I have written like a few things, but I feel like I haven't tried, not that I haven't tried hard enough, but I haven't like given myself that confidence of just like, fuck it, just write. But yeah, it's hard. I... Every time I sit down to write something, like, I'll get into it for, like, a day or two. I'll be really on a vibe. And then, like, the third day comes, and I'm like, who the fuck cares what I have to <laughs> say? Hey, but who the fuck cares what I have to say? And I'm starting a podcast, so I say go for it. I know, but now, well, you write, you like to write scripts and are good at it. I have an idea for an animated show that maybe. <gasps> we'll talk off we'll have to take it offline because i don't want anyone to god forbid steal your idea because we know there's assholes out there that'll do the millions of fans and followers my my (laughs) 700 million fans and followers i know one of those will steal it and then we'll be like i knew it so we're gonna take that offline but it is i'm it's hard but i'm like that you're like you know a message to everyone out there, just like, fuck it and go for it. You know, mm-hmm. I think lately I've been realizing, cause I'm someone who's so like, well, if it sucks, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do it. I'm so all or nothing. It's like, it's either going to be amazing or I want nothing to do with it. But mm-hmm. lately I've been like, well, I don't know if I fail, who the fuck cares? Like, at least I did it. At least I tried it, you know? No, I read this amazing quote the other day. Not amazing. I mean, it's just a regular quote. I read a decent quote the other day, but it kind of <laughs> I wouldn't to say me. like it's life-changing, but it really sat with me and it said, I have I just pulled it up real quick. It said, "You are not obligated to monetize your talents and passions." And I needed to hear that because I feel like over quarantine throughout COVID, everyone has a side hustle and okay that's amazing if you have the means and like the willpower to do so but for someone like me who like all of my favorite things to do could be monetized and I'm like I need to know that it's okay to to not try to sell it like to not totally absolutely the next bestseller or like be a famous photographer or like you know what I mean like I just need or dancer like even like I I just like to it's okay to just like what if you like to do something just to do it totally well I feel like we grew up in a society where we were like really I mean bred in a society and like a world where we feel like oh we have to turn that thing into something right we have Mm -hmm. to go all out we have to become the best the bad you know the whatever be known for that thing. And then especially as you get older, you know, like we'll take dance, for example, you know, I love to dance and I feel like that's something I've totally lost because, you know, in younger Marisa's head, I'm like, well, you know, I want to drink at football games. So I don't want to be on the, the dance team. And then it kind of just spiraled. And then I just lacked confidence. Then I felt weird getting back into dance class. And I was like, well, now it's too late. What am I going to do? Post dancing videos of myself. But really like lately I legit thought I'm like, I think, 
when I'm done with my real estate classes, that's the next thing I'm going to do. I'm just going to watch little dance tutorials and basically pick dancing back up again. And just do it. You don't. So you can hold me to that whether I'm doing it or not. But I'm. Not, I, who knows if I'll even post it? Because why not just do it for me? No, it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. Like that's what I think. Social media kind of skews our views of ourselves and like perception, self perception, because you're always looking at your screen and thinking, oh, that person's doing that. I should be doing it too. Mm -hmm. It's poison. It's totally poison. I dance all of the time, but I like, so when I was younger for, for the viewers at home or listeners, (laughs) um, when I was younger, I used to post like videos of myself dancing on Instagram, but I was so like mean about to myself, not to yourself. Right. Like you're great. Keep going. And I was like, they all secretly talk about, you know, like, it made me <laughs> yeah. Like the things that you, you say to yourself, you know, like, and it even goes off crazy, like, crazy. It really does make mm-hmm. me crazy. And then like, and it really is breeding like a very unhealthy, uh, like just thinking process. Right. Like I can only imagine what younger kids, are today because they just think, oh, I have to get X amount of likes or now it's just like views, fuck the likes, views Mm -hmm. in order to be, you know, validated. And it's like, whatever happened to literally just like, sometimes I'm like, I wish I grew up in the seventies. So like, if someone couldn't get a hold of me, I don't even fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't need to know what else is out there. Like, why can't I just be, I don't know, doing cartwheels in the yard. And that's the best day ever. I agree completely. So now like during, like on the weekends, I try not to look at my phone at all. I just like, if I'm doing something, I just put my phone away because especially now where we're on our screens all of the time, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like if someone needs to reach me, I'll look at it later. Like I don't need to be glued to my phone the way that I am um, 24 seven during the week. But it's definitely a struggle, and especially when there's nothing to do. There's, that's the problem. It's it's a double edged sword because we're like, we need like I need to get off of social media more off my phone. But then it's like, what else am I gonna do? Read, <laughs> you know, like read. Well, that's know, like, like, like the good thing about reading a book though that you're interested in. And I will say, like some people will always like people always say, I, I've never been a reader. I don't like reading. And I would, I'm here to tell you that everyone's a reader. You just haven't found the right book yet. There's something out there for everybody. For everyone, for everyone. And like, even like length, there's so many different lengths of books. There's so many different types of books. Like, even if it's something is, it can literally be like, oh, I'm obsessed with, I don't even know, Screamo like, music. There's a book about all the fucking Screamo mm-hmm. bands ever existed and how they even got to being Screamo was a category, you know? like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee th- table books. That's a book. That's reading kind of, you know? Yeah. There's so, so many types and anyone out there, anyone out there listening. Just follow book picks and you'll learn all about well, it. Well, I'm a, I'm a terrible book blogger because like, I don't really, I just like post pictures of the books that I like and I don't, I'm not aesthetic, very, you know, and, you know, but if don't you compare ever want yourself to, en- to other book bloggers out there. <laughs> if you want to engage in a conversation, I'm always, always, always here. Now I feel like we kind of touched on it. You know, we're living in this very distinct world of like now our whole lives take place at home um and for reference of work wise 
are you teamwork from home? Are you like, take me the fuck back? So it's hard to say because number one, I'm not a morning person at all. Like try, like if I had one wish, I I wish I could be one of those people who wakes up ready to go for the day. It takes me a lot of strength and... (laughs) Like probably the the hardest thing I have to do in the morning is like get out of bed. Um, mm-hmm. But in that ex- aspect, I love working from home, but I am so social when I work. Like I love to be in an office. Like I like having somewhere to go in the day and I like having separation. I also work in book publishing. Like I have a lot of physical books all the time. So I like to have a space that they can live. That all your books can live in. <laughs> That's not my home. It's yeah. that I miss desperately. Um, and I do miss just like casual conversations with people. Oh. I don't do that anymore. It's all Zoom. Get to the point. Let's get off this call as soon as possible. Like it's not just what you it's do. It's not quality, you know, it's not this podcast. <laughs> but really, no. it's like so transactional and just like meh, meh, meh. or like what I can't stand lately is, especially because I, I am still in advertising, but I freelance, like I'm still a copywriter, but basically I, I'm at a different agency all the time. So a mm-hmm. lot of people I'm working with, I literally just met that day or that week, you know, like, and it's very short lived, but mm-hmm. like, I can't stand the like camera off thing. Like it's just, it's incredibly rude. You know, even if, even if you did know me, I think it's so rude. I get it. Like, oh, if you're like eating something, you don't want people to see you, something's going on behind you. But like, I mean, the amount of meetings I'm on these days where it's no camera, I'm like, they need to be putting some rules in place or like get, I don't even know. It sounds so stupid, but like Mm -hmm. zoom, um, etiquette, like, it's just like, and then no wonder why no one wants, has any motivation or wants to do anything. Cause you're just talking to fucking icons all day. Yeah, I think it makes all the difference when people have their cameras on, even though it's like, it probably feels like a major inconvenience, but... Just even if it was like once in a while, or like for the start of the meeting, you know, like just some kind of balance, you know, but... Yeah, I totally feel that. Like I need, I'm such a social, I'm very much an introvert, but when it comes to work, I'm very collaborative, like Mm -hmm. a social interactive interaction, like... I need to feel, this sounds like so witchy, but like, as like, <laughs> I like, need other people. No, I need to know other people's energy and like, how, oh, yes, yes. like rather than true. it just coming over email or teams, like I need to know, like, are they in a bad mood today? Do they hate me? <laughs> like, I need to know what the vibe is and you can't. No. That is absolutely fair. And I, and I definitely feel you on that, but I think, you know, obviously I'm an extrovert, but I think, introverts, extroverts. I don't think it matters. I think hopefully what we're learning, but I think something I've been, you know, understanding throughout all of this is that, you know, human beings, right? Like our species inherently is social, you know, like Mm -hmm. some people might not be as in tune to like, you know, the energy someone gives off is like you are, I definitely like that. But Mm -hmm. regardless, like being in person with someone else is, you know, a world of a difference. And that's what, that's naturally what we, how we function. 
So yeah. who knows what, how we're going to be fucked up after this. <laughs> I know. I, I stopped thinking about the future. I don't know if you're like this. <gasps> no. I me? don't think about it anymore. I just stay me by too. I literally, I'm like the queen of planning everything out. You know, like you're talking about like, oh, I have a trip all the time this spring. Like I always know what trips I'm have, I have coming up, what I don't even know, like what I'm going to buy next month. Like everything is so organized and planned and plan, plan, plan. That's what I'm going to do three months from now, whatever. And I will say, I'm very grateful that over the past, you know, however many months I've really, and it's been a very natural progression, but I've really learned to like, not give a fuck about next month or three months from now or when I'm going to move to my, you know, back to New York city or somewhere else. Like I literally don't fucking care. I'll figure it out. And when it happens, it happens. Like Mm -hmm. there is, you don't know what tomorrow is. So. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, because when you live in the city and people, I guess who have never lived in New York, don't really get the full gist of this. You're going a hundred miles an hour at all times like it's always go 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 like Mm -hmm. chill it's not it's not I even think about like you know I used to like you know get up in the morning work out before work get home get ready or no excuse me get home take my dog to the dog park get home get ready pack a breakfast go to go to work all day you know then sometimes I would even have something after work go out whatever it may be or I'd walk lupa then go out at night whatever and I'm like how how did I do it all in one day? Well, because when it first, but when it first stopped, it there was this, I, I mean, I experienced this, it was this massive whiplash. Like it was like, nope, you're stopping and your life is never going to go the same way, you know, like it's, yeah. And I had a really hard time kind of coping with that like I really mourned the life that I thought I was going to have and now oh yeah it is what it is and I I feel like I'm I'm almost better off for it but at the same time you can't help but be like damn I was gonna go to all these concerts (laughs) yes oh my gosh I miss concerts Mm -hmm. oh man well I will say when we can plan again, we won't plan it now because we don't know. It could be when we're 45 or it could be, you know, with six months from now. But when we can go to concerts together, uh, we went to a Glass Animals concert together and it was one of like the most fun nights ever. Like definitely up there and like bopping fun, happy time concerts. And we're mm-hmm. definitely going to a concert again. We may yeah. never hang out again, but we're definitely going to go to a concert <laughs> together. Again. Oh, that concert was so fun. Cause we were like the, I, we weren't the oldest people there, but I felt we like were the we oldest were by the bar yeah. and like someone before even the show started, like a teenager got pulled out of the crowd for being too drunk or something. And we were like, Oh yeah. We were like, wow, we just, we just graduated <laughs> college and we're the old people here. Like, so silly. So fucking silly. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. Like I need to see your, your not 3d face more often, but definitely your 3d face. And thank you for sharing your twilight, not dreams, but revisiting twilight adventures. Oh my with God. All of us. I, feel, I feel like I'm going to have to like do an anniversary watch. You, you do have to do an anniversary watch. <laughs> 
and then we'll like live stream it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I had so many thoughts and feelings about it. And if anyone listening ever wants to, to get into the thick of it with me, I'm, I'm here. She's here. She's here. I'm here. (laughs) 